What's up, everybody? We are here with Mr. O. This is Bridge the Gap. My name is Holden Stefan Roy, and this is the show where we talk to interesting people such as yourself, Mr. O. We go through the story of your life, and we learn some knowledge nuggets along the way. And a uh, couple things that's worth noting is for me, when I get to talk to people that don't come from Montreal, which is where I'm from, is really helpful because, yo, I didn't get to grow up in a lot of American context and see that reality. So at the end of the day, all the stories I get like this, they do a lot to kind of explain a lot of different, you know, you hear the music, but you don't live the realities. You don't see things. So hearing your story just helps a lot in general for everyone. Um, and with that, yeah, it's just my pleasure to have you here, having heard your music. I think it's really good. I really appreciate what you do. And to get stuff started, can you just let us know, Mr. O, where you start your life? Because that's where the story is going to start. So we need to have a little setting for where that comes in. I started my life, well, I was born and raised in West Baltimore. Okay. That's perfect. So that ties into the first real question, which is a little bit lengthy. Then when it lands, you're going to do a lot more of the talking. And uh, okay. it starts off with my girlfriend. She's washing the dishes one time. And she's got her phone playing. And it's that Black Eyed Peas song that, I got a feeling. Ooh, she's vibing. She's dancing around. She's doing her thing. And so I'm looking at her. And I'm like, yo. When did this song become chores music? Because if you really like think about this track, Once Upon a Time, 10 years back or so, it would be one of them tracks that was up in the clubs or whatever, middle of the night, you're drunk, time of the time, like the highlight of the night kind of song. Maybe not everywhere, but for a lot of people, then 10 years goes by. The song doesn't change at all, but we evolved so much as we aged that basically the song kind of takes on a new role in our life. It's that chores music we listen to when we're trying to find a more litty experience doing the kind of more mundane stuff. Which got me thinking about the journeys we all go on. Like the 20 year olds out there running around, they'd be listening to whatever. And they don't know that in 10 years, they're going to be doing dishes to that music. And they don't know that when I hear their party music, I do dishes to it because that's just kind of where I'm at in life with it. And that got me thinking about how so often with these interviews, when we hear the stories of artists, everybody starts in this adolescent phase. Like, yo, I was like 11 and I heard this hip hop guy and I got inspired or I started writing at this point. And I'm like, that's amazing parts of the story, but it's definitely not the beginning of anybody's musical journey. Because music's one of those things that's always around us. Like, you could run it back to being, like, as young as you can, and there's going to be sounds there. Like, when I'm, like, five and stuff, my dad's got these, like, gray boxes in the apartment. Like, the, the fucking radio, the tape deck, the, the amplifier, wires going out to all the speakers. You'd be busting, like, Led Zeppelin tapes and stuff. At nighttime, the clubs in Montreal would play their EDM, techno, whatever, club music. And my dad would bump that. My mom, she's, like, love me, like, love songs, soft rock, and... Disney's and musicals and all that kind of shit and all these different things kind of like created almost this little soundscape to my reality until I got old enough to give a shit and start caring I still had to listen to all the stuff they wanted to listen to and that influenced me a lot so to me it feels like a more apt start of the story so I was hoping Mr. O you could run us back to being the youngest Mr. O you can remember being and let us know a little bit about what it sounded like to be you when you were little, like what your parents was vibing, the technologies, the experience. And keep in mind, most of us, on my side at least, didn't come from Baltimore. So for us, it's completely new information. Oh, uh, well, when I was growing up as a youngster, then my mother would play Anita Baker and, uh, come on, I'm running, uh, it's coming to me now. We're going to Anita Baker and R&B and looking at Chris Cross jumps and, uh, uh, 
things from her child and so on and so forth. But you know, I remember back then looking at a TLC, Ain't She Proud of Bay, House of Pain, Double Round, um, looking at Nickelodeon, TGIF, hmm. uh, Hitting Cartwheels. Just um, you know, I mean, just being a child, we didn't know about they didn't know about bills and rent and so on and so forth. You know, going with the times just it's a time period where it wasn't no no social media. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It was on social media. It was like this. The main social media you had was cable. If you ain't had cable, you was fucked. Yo, big facts. Straight up. I remember regular that. TV, yeah. Right, watching regular ass TV is the main or watching regular TV, you know, looking at K looking look I mean I said looking at K was the main thing to have you have you you spot. You know, looking at uh Nickelodeon Snick, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm. Ren and Chimpy. Chris explains it all. Jumping up and down the bed looking at Fox Kids. Uh um come on, looking at Saturday morning cartoons like Recess and Family Man. Uh, Ghost Rider, and uh, you know, just enjoying being a little, uh, just being a child with no responsibility. Mm. And were you yeah. that? Were you super interested in music when you were young? Also, you're the first person to say cartwheeling. That's a good answer. I like it when people say yeah, stuff I've never heard before. And all that, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead. But yeah, were you were you a fan of music when you were young, or was it more something that was around you? You know, when I was younger, like this is, I realized I started rapping at nine years old. You, you started, me? you started rapping at nine. Nine years old. What guy? Nine years old. How did you start rapping? At, what got you there? What got me there is, I say, well, back then, looking at um, come on now, I'm I'm looking at this is this is 1996. You know what I mean? Right. I'm looking at fuck. I'm looking at fucking Scream and uh, movies like Scream and uh, going to Blockbuster. Looking at uh, Sunset Park, listening to R. Kelly, uh, listening, uh, looking at listening to R. Kelly, keeping it on the download, nonchalant, five o'clock in the morning, MC like keep on keeping on, and uh, on now, uh, shit, um, and uh, seeing uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Then a group called Bone Dugs and Hard made more rap. I mean, seeing it on the box. The box was a music channel where nigga, but the box was a music channel. We had all the videos to watch them. Okay. You feel me? And that's when I was seeing so constantly, just being the fourth grader, seeing it regularly. Come home with school, seeing it back to back. And boom, I became, I came to MC. That's wild. So you're nine years old. You decide to start rapping. And how does that go for you? Like, do you start writing tracks, or are you just like practicing other people's songs? I'm nine years old. Yo, I'm nine. You can see, I'm still good, right? Yeah. I'm nine. I'm nine years old, putting words together. I'm starting. I'm, I'm putting words together. I'm writing about writing about Coca-Cola and shit. I'm a fourth grader. I'm a fourth grader. I'm a, I'm a fourth grader. My rhymes wasn't that good. I'm mm. just, you know, learning. With learning what I'm seeing as an artist, writing little dumb little rhymes. It wasn't complex. It's elementary school. I'm in elementary school. Right. <laughs> it wasn't that tight. You're still writing you know, it. Yeah, it wasn't that tight. Just, lear just learning as an artist. But 
during that time, it wasn't just like Bone Thugs made me want to rap. I remember being, just looking at Puff Daddy. As I, as I got, like, maybe in fifth grade, Puff Daddy would just sit to me. Say whatever, the, people would say whatever about the, uh, about the man, but he inspired me too that you could come up in life. Being a, uh, a fifth grader, seeing him on Vibe magazine, Word Up magazine. You know, I, my, I, my reading wasn't tight at, at that time. But I and see him in Bleed Scenes. He was like the Drake of 1997. You know what I mean? Right. Real. You know, seeing all these magazines that practically everywhere. And he motivated me to motivated me to go out there and be an artist. Seeing bitches break their neck to, to go crazy over him. And I wanted to be in that same place. Right. Damn. I'm still trying to get there right now. And I shall get there. I believe it. <laughs> nah, I hear you. The struggle is is a powerful thing, yeah. but we're in an age where you gotta, you... You gotta, yeah, because because I mean, yeah, because you know, mediocre. I mean, I said this, if you ain't got no goals in life, you must accept you. You must really accept your life that you got. That right. I don't. Mm-hmm. I believe that what I'm about is going to be is going to be at the mountaintop someday. You realize I'm from Baltimore City. It ain't too many big time artists in Baltimore City. Last time I see big time series artists probably fucking Drew Hill and them. Right. Yeah. That's why, yeah. I feel that. I come from Montreal. We got Celine Dion yeah. and a couple other people. It's not like. Oh, yeah. I, I, I grew up on her. I thought she was pretty good, you know. When it comes down like, to the. But when it comes to the yeah. hip hop world, it's like we got Drake in another city. So we got the country has yeah. another guy. So it's not like the city got like as much happening. So I actually empathize a lot. I think I'm a year younger than you, so like I fucks with what yeah. you're saying in like a pretty deep way. Yeah. So you're like nine years old. You you basically still writing rhymes, which again, even if they're the trashiest shit in the world, at nine years old, it's better than everything because you're nine and you're writing rhymes, yeah. and that's fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a start. It, I'm starting out. I was, I must, my rounds wasn't that sharp. I'm starting. I'm, I'm putting little dumbass words together. It was, I wasn't that slick with the word as a nine year old. Were you showing it to people and like, or were you more of a quiet no, person with it? I'm, I'm about to show. They just know I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm basically, I'm rapping. They knew this. this, this I mean, I wasn't sure. Let me see. The best I can remember. I wasn't showing people. I was just basically just learning as I go. Right. After all, it's baby steps. It's writing little rhymes. I'm trying to mimic this motherfucker over here. I'm trying to be like Snoop Dogg or you know Santa Claus in the ghetto and so on and so forth. I'm learning. This is me. This this is my development as an artist. Right. Yeah, I still think it's dope that you did it at nine. Like that's that's like anytime I hear that, it blows me away. Yeah, it, t- it it touched me. It touched me down in my heart. There's them people putting words together. So putting I... words, it, it, putting words together like bang, bang. That's what they they made me want to rap them. And this is a time period where, like I said, it was cable. If you ain't cable, you didn't have shit. Mm. You know I me? Mean? Yeah. I, I definitely like I remember that I mean I don't know whether I can't remember if I ever really went without cable but I understand the power of cable at that time because otherwise what it's the newspaper that's like once a day then the news came three times a day on cable you got three new you know like like that was it like I remember parents we used to like sit up for the 11 o'clock news like people would stay up late just to stay informed oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember all that I'm looking at Moesha 
But um, I'm always looking at Moishi and shit. I'm gonna... I hear UPN. you, man. <laughs> so, Say by the Bell, Boy Meets World. I That's what I'm looking at. I hear you. Yeah. I was definitely with that. <laughs> TGIF, Sabrina and Teenage Witch. That's what I'm concentrating on. I'm concentrating on reading shit. <laughs> Fighting people in elementary school. Playing Super Nintendo. Mm. Second are... Genesis. I'm taping shit on VHS tape. I'm looking at, uh, what's that? I'm looking at, uh, A Time to Kill. I'm on my second game here. Shit, I remember saying it Game Gear now, but I forgot about that. Um, yeah, see, that's that's how the cassette tape series got made, man. Shit, using what I knew and putting and putting it to what you what you heard in the fucking SoundCloud or YouTube, you know. Um, nah, I hear that. So, like, when you're like young, though, so you start rapping at nine, you're perfecting your craft. At what point does it like evolve to a point where you start to like show people or get a little bit more interactive with it, or do okay. other things in life kind of take over as you go through the school process? Well, let me see. All right. Well, as me growing up as an artist, I I start going to the studio at 15 years old. That's crazy cool. Yeah, 15 years old, going to the studio. I was over East. I was I was going to some dude's studio. He wasn't he wasn't the best. And it, it wasn't the best studio in the world. But I but I learned from that experience that everybody. This is like this is the early fucking thousand. You hear me? I learned from that experience that everybody know what the fuck they doing. They got a studio. And I oh excuse me. Also, I learned that shit. I got older, but they don't go in the studio, hearing your voice, writing little rhymes and shit. These rhymes I was right at the time. Would not match to a beat. I'm just writing for the sake of writing shit in high school. Like, yeah, you know, da 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 da. They not they they they, they don't match to be. I'm just writing for the, I'm just writing for the sake of releasing my fucking thoughts on paper. At this time, right. then I went to a I went to a, a, a studio somewhere over East Baltimore, being a teenager. You know, it's the 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 early recordings of me is out there, but I can't find the shit, and I ain't worried about the shit. <laughs> Yo, but the fact that there are early recordings of you that are out there is wildly cool like to me that needs to be recognized as an impressive feat because i feel like far too often we overlook the crazy awesome shit we did when we were younger in like the pursuits of the today yeah. and now and yo, yeah at 15 i was not, and I I was, was not doing that <laughs> nah and i was not mr old Dan. <laughs> what was your rap name back then? That's a good question. Uh oh, shit. I was probably just let's see, probably Master J. Or I don't. Uh, see. No, it was probably probably belligerent or something. It was it wasn't Mister. It was probably belligerent or something like belligerent. You know what I mean? That's cool. How'd you come up with that? Do you remember? I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something, yo. I was in there just how come I was I was into seeing. Big, writing big words, reading the dictionary, a machination, proclamation. I'm listening to Keith Murray and shit. You know, domination, amputation, stuff like that. Reading big words in the dictionary. Belligerent. I told that name belligerent. You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a good reason, though. Because at the very least, yeah. you're aware of what the word means. <laughs> yeah, I know what it means. No, I mean, like, if you're young, you read... Anyway, um, no, but that's really cool. 
Because, like, I mean, rather than, like, if you're, like, 15 and you just pick a big word and you don't know what it means, which, believe it or not, I have met people who've done that. Are you talking? I'm watching. Okay, cool. Um, so that's blessed. So you're out in Baltimore in your teenage years, basically recording and stuff. How are you getting beats? Or is this being done at the studios? I'm getting beats at this time. I'm fucking buying a get, buying a file of BCD from my from, from but you know getting the BC getting the BCD from uh some flea market. That's how I did. Hold up, you went to the flea market and you would cop beat CDs. A beat CD, yeah. Like all you know, all Puff Daddy instrumentals wrapped to this. Okay. The, the clips, the clips, uh, the clips. Uh, what that go? The clips grinding beat rap to this. That's what I did. I was like, go this is this is still this is the early thousands, man. Yeah. No, like, this ain't this ain't I mean, SoundCloud wasn't out. Nah. I'm on it buying the B C D, you know, and he rap to this with that right little rhyme. I I I didn't know how to write at sixteen at that time either. I'm just writing shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Um it seems to be like a, yeah. actually like a thing that happens a lot. People write, and then at some point they either learn on their own or somebody teaches them what a sixteen is and the structuring of a song. And the early recordings are often just like more experimental and having fun. Not necessarily that they weren't taking it serious, but like having fun with it by comparison. So when you're more focused and running through it, yeah, I was I was taking that shit seriously, just taking it seriously, rapping for classmates and shit. Yo, yo can rap, you know what I mean? Going to school, rap for classmates, trying to get bitches because you rap. That <laughs> shit didn't really... Yeah, hey, yo, you can rap me, shit. Yo, fisting rounds for me, freestyle for me. It didn't... Doing that, I mean, I, I mean, doing that time period of just, as an artist going to the studio, it was a learning experience. experience that I learned that, you know, it didn't, it didn't give me the impact I, I had as I got older, but I still loved rap. That's, that's really cool. It wasn't, yeah, yeah, just being a rapper. It was, I mean, just you rap. It, it, I say this because you can rap, you can sing, it's not giving you a bunch of clout and giving you no bitches. That's a good lesson to learn as young as you did. Yeah, it's not, you gotta be the one that's popping then. You have popping now. It's, you gotta have the, you gotta, you know what I mean? As an artist, you gotta be one that's, that's going, be the one to have it going on. Yeah, I know. Like the whole like yeah. package, the brand, like you're getting, you basically have yeah, to you be doing be. well with it. It can't, it's not enough to just create art. You have to create art and then do something with the art that is impressive enough to attract. Yeah, yeah. The the clout. You gotta have the clout. Yeah. The, you gotta have the power when you're the artist. You gotta have, you gotta be the shit that's what's going on. That's what the hoes are drawn to. He the one. You know what I mean? He, you Snoop Doggy Dog, you Jay Z, you gotta be the motherfuckers people is talking about when you when you want to be a big time artist, or you just ain't no no motherfucking body. <laughs> you self known literally. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'm at that place in life where it's like, nah, getting the cloud up is actually like really important because yeah. you could. I know a lot of people who can rap real good, as on yeah. like like a lot, but like to get to the next level is like even the you hit me up for an interview the way you did, 
Like that's a move, yeah. right? Not a lot of I don't think yeah. everyone is willing to go as far into trying to push their brands and to get more recognition yeah. as I feel I, I even I'm talking maybe even a bit to myself. Like I learned a lot this year interviewing people about how much I know shit all about the music business. So now I'm like looking at it with this hindsight and I'm like, say a word, you're he's not wrong at all. <laughs> You've gotta actually be the fucking man if you're out there doing it or else and even like yeah. forget the hoes just to get people to come to your damn show <laughs> yeah like yeah that's that's the beauty of being an artist like people come and you see you not you just come not you just rhyme into your fucking self you know what i mean people coming to see you buy from you you the one motherfuckers want to be around also you know as i continue about going to school and rapping right i saw people who had more more momentum than me i saw you know niggas were like hey making mixtapes and and be i mean actually hard copies for like have and they still nobody right now mm. and, and that's shit yeah you I... make, yeah you making mixtapes from 16 you wake up 34 years old you still nobody 17 mixtapes yeah yeah I think there's like even hearing you say that it's like you go through this thing i think as an artist where you start to realize the scope of the number of people out there at some point on everything you're saying about baltimore probably in this regard parallels into montreal i know dudes who've been at it since longer than me that like a lot more content out and yeah i kind of hear what you're saying in a big way yeah you have not meaning they have not learned it's, it's sad i learned about it said I learn about myself as an artist. I learn is don't don't continuously make shit if you ain't seeing shit benefit from the first time or second time. Mm. That is a big ass lesson. Motherfuckers making 10, 15 mixtapes and they seeing no results. It's sad. I remember yeah, I mean no I mean you had the best engineers, best videographers best for talking and you still was a who that who is you yo man you put it bluntly but yeah that's a real thing that yeah. a lot of people know about yeah. i mean it's so yeah it's real yo social media is beautiful i thank god for social media but a about social media is not fucking known facts i don't give a fuck how many you can i don't care how many k's you got you can be you is known Old person know you as motherfuckers don't want to end that. Not in your fucking hood. Yeah, that's fair too. I mean, real life is different than the internet is a big lesson yeah. that real. I've learned. Yeah, I mean, real talk. You, I, mean, you, I mean, you see them bitches on IG. You think all you think these hoes are nationwide known? <laughs> Fuck no. Nah. Hey, 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 only fans known. That's fair. I want, yeah, I want to be the dude that's known physically and digitally on both sides of the fence. Like this guy is really got it going on. This man, that, like, like one day said, I made it myself for real. Nah, that's a that's a proper goal to go for. I mean, I know yeah, the weight, of... the weight. Go ahead. It's a whole bunch of folk I find that are focused on the online clout without any real way to carry it over, whether it's ignorance or whatever, whatever. Um, but everything you're saying to me makes a whole lot of sense and is a reality about adaptation. 
right? Like that's the important part, and to learn from the results of the past. That's another big one. Yeah, it is. I learned. I learned my results real fast, real quick. That's how I learned my. I learned my results. That's how, that's how strong I've been. I learned. That's, that's how long I've been. That's how long. That's how bad I want to learn the game. Like, how can somebody make all this shit in bulk when ain't nobody? How can you spend your lifetime making mixtapes and albums and you know the fucking you? I mean, I, 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 hey, what? You, you, you like you like Lil' Kim, don't you? I do like Lil' Kim, actually, yeah. Okay. Lil' Kim has made maybe, she's been in the game, I don't know, 25, 26 years in the game. And she's made four albums. And people talking about hardcore right now. That's true. When you can drop a classic, that will be live forever. And it's forever money. Right now. Right now, meaning she didn't have a she didn't have a she didn't have to make a gang of shit. She didn't make a gang of shit over and over again to be hot. She's like that one album did it 26, 26 years later. I mean I heard it my I mean I heard it myself. It wasn't really for me. But it wasn't bad. It was still like a. It's understandable why people like it, regardless of like it's you know like preferences. I I was impressed with it. I don't know that I really oh, put on. It. Sorry. You can still see me, right? Uh, it's kind of dark. It's more like your silhouette, but sorry. Oh, man, let me. Uh, I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna take this in. The, I'm gonna take this in the bathroom. It's more like I'm good. Cause my son hurt my hands. Okay, I got you. I'm good. Nah. The, All right. The super important part is we can hear you. Okay, I got you. Yeah, but I mean, I'm alright with it. Like it's kind of like it's almost like you're in the shadows. It's got like an aesthetic charm to it. You <laughs> <laughs> know, right? It, it get better, you know. But Lil Kim, the Lil made Lil Kim made that many albums. She just made she made four albums. They talk my hardcore right now. Like I said, it was not for me. I heard the album. I said, I understand lyricism, but I'm like, okay, it was not for me. It's, it's for it's for it's for like. Other holes, brain cells. <laughs> right. But um, so I guess like when you're so you're doing your teenage run and stuff. Are you performing back then, or is it just recording and just kind of having your tapes? Um, let me see, let me see. My teenage in my when I was a teenager, when I was performing, I mean I was rapping in school and shit, but it wasn't like it wasn't no fucking dad going like I was rapping in school, but it wasn't like. A super buzz. It was just I'm rapping. It's, yeah, he can rap. Yo, yo can rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spit something for me. Man. I was still nobody going to school. I appreciate your humility. <laughs> a lot of people talk like they were the man, and I'm not saying they weren't the man. For all I know, everybody that told me they were the man in high school was the man in high school. How the fuck am I supposed to know I wasn't there? But um. No. With that, I really appreciate the humility upon which you promote it. It's very authentic, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens after high school then? I guess you still are you still rapping this whole time, um, or do you like pivot well, away from it? Okay, well, high school. Go ahead. Sorry, no. Did for, you say rap school? Well, did you continue rapping throughout until after high school, or did you like stop at some point? I did stop when I was eighteen years old. 18 to maybe 21, I was not rapping. I was not making nothing. Mm-hmm. What happened? For real. I mean, 
somebody I said a buddy of mine told me some shit that killed my uh they killed my enthusiasm of being an artist. I just I just put the pen down. I was not making no music, no nothing. I was not making no music. Mr. I was the MC the MC in me was dead for a couple of years. I wasn't rapping. I'm going to fucking BCC now. Jeremy, going to BCC, kind of fuck bitches. Hold on, what's BCC? Baltimore City Community College. Fair. What did you take? I try to be a wannabe ass journalist. You know what I mean? That's pretty cool, stills. I fuss with that. Yeah. I'd be a wannabe ass journalist. You know. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't rapping. I was not creating shit. I'm just living life, going, catching the subway, catching the bus, trying to fuck bitches, and just trying to make some, you know, trying to do so with myself, educate my mind. And that's how far, I, I, that's, that, that's what, that's what, MC, that's what we know. That's what I was doing when I put the rap, the hip hop shit behind me for a couple of years. That's fair. I mean, a lot of people go to school. That's a good thing to do. Yeah, I don't want to, yeah. Um, so I guess what makes you decide to pick the pen up again? Uh, my butt. One of my uh, one of my. I'm not gonna say my fuck. I ain't gonna say my phrase. One of my uh, one of my, my one of my old associates put put the MC back in me. That's fair. I hit, I hit around 21 years old MC. I was yeah, yeah. Come on, man. You know, going over his house, recording shit. But you know, me and that person had some real issues, though. He had some real issues, you know. On his house, I'm working on my first. I'm working on. I work at this time. I'm working on my first mixtape ever. Mm. That's cool. So you're making your first yeah. mixtape. You're getting back my into the game. And yeah, going back, coming back to the game. My first mixtape ever, you know. And at this That's point, when doing that, huh? You're a little bit older, a little bit more ready to yeah. go with it. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I was, yeah, he put it, he, 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 he gave me the, he gave me the momentum back to do this shit again. Did you end up finishing the mixtape? Yeah, that, yeah, I made, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, when I, this is, uh, what's called, B410, Sick Born, Sick Made. There's a time period, I'm doing the hardcore shit, you heard me? That's fire. I got that shit packed. Yeah, I'm doing the hard. You heard me? The hard record shit. I'm yeah. doing grave diggers, flatliners, brother lynch hung. Um, come on, ghetto boys, insane clown posse shit. I'm Omega. I, I'm Omega Osiris at this time with the first mixtape. That's dope. And was it like a concept, or was it just more like each track was its own thing? Each track was its own thing. Some on, on my on that mixtape, it was some wicked shit on there. It was beats on there. It was like original beats and not original beats on my first mixtape ever. I'm doing that. I mean, it, it was up. I got printed. It was printed. It was. I got twenty five copies made off that shit. That's tough. Yeah, twenty five copies of me. Oh, and so like after that comes out you're are you like pushing it in shows like how's the grind for you as a young baltimore artist okay when um during that time when i was making that mixtape i tried to perform at Bowie state 
Skate Works. Booby State, nothing happened at Booby State. Skate Works, nothing happened. I was giving that shit out for free to people. Like, here you go. I performed at Baltimore City Community Co- I tried to perform at Baltimore City Community College during this time. Like, giving a mixtape for free. Here you go. Yo, my name, Omega O, Omega O, Cyber, Cyber, The mixtape didn't materialize shit. Mm. Um, it didn't materialize shit. It ain't, ain't giving me no fucking fan base. That's a big okay. lesson. Uh, yeah. so, so what do you do to adapt from that? Because you said you're somebody that basically takes the lessons and makes some different moves. Um, well, when I made that mixtape, okay. Then I, when I made that mixtape, that shit was a fucking flop. Then I tried to work on the album, The Mythic Youngin, at 23 years old. The Mythic Youngin never came out. That fucking shit got scrapped. How come? Because all oh, was that shit called? I had writers. I mean, I had I, I had fifteen hundred dollars ready for that shit. Real, fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. My, I, I mean, to say that shit got scrapped and shit. You know, I wasn't really pressing the issue with that uh, with the album, so it never came out. So it was like more of an issue of distributing it once it was created. No, my thinking wasn't. I play this. Some artists can make shit real fast. A song like that. I'm a thinking person. My writer's block wasn't. My writer's block was. My writer's block was strong. Mm-hmm. Nothing was coming to me fast. Plus, I had life issues and shit. It was not. The Mitchell Young game just basically never came came to life. It was scrap. A scrap. It was a scrap idea. No, that's fair. And I'm glad that you were able to recognize that and just be like, okay, next thing. And yeah. that's a good way to yeah, approach it. it, 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 it no, that shit just got scrapped. You know what I mean? The Mitch Young never got released. There are songs on SoundCloud on, on that on that project. That there's songs on SoundCloud on that project on that. I'm just, yeah. Plus plus uh plus doing the Demitri Youngin' a name change. Okay. That's when you become Mr. I became No no no, I was not Mr. Up. From Omega Cyrus to Omega O, Demitri Youngin. Okay, cool. That's a simpler name to remember. <laughs> yeah. That was my first thoughts yeah. on the first name. I'm like, that's a lot of syllables to remember. Not, I can follow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, 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 you got to sit there and like, think a couple times. Omega, Osiris, like, da, da, da. You know, I know. I still, I'm, still, I, 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 I still, I'm still doing the wicked shit as Omega O. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So you have more than one yeah. moniker. That's fine. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, t- yeah, I chose another moniker when I made the Minty Youngin. But it's still the same style as the horrorcore shit. Right. And then, so, what? Uh, I guess you're working on all these projects. At what point do you become uh, Mr. O? <laughs> I became Mr. O at 23 years old. Right there. You know... After I did uh what's that shit called? Um, I say after I did a show in downtown Baltimore when I was performing my song and motherfuckers impatient, no damn mind. I threw my little CD in the fucking trash. You know what I mean? And for I know I changed my name. 
from from Omega to Mr. Simpler. It's simpler, simpler title, memorable, and it's like and it's saying something you're gonna be interested in, you know? That's why I changed it. Mr. I like that. Is that also like you just yeah. did, did that also come with like a desire to do less horrorcore kind of stuff? Yeah. Horrorcore when I became this though, the horrorcore shit is was dead, you know. So what I guess what what direction did you want to go with it? Like I feel like you have this conscious vibe to your stuff where it's very like, yo, this is my life, let's be smarter. Like it's the general yeah, hustle yeah, got, vibe I get. Yeah, but like yeah, so you know, the Mitchell Young is the the Mitchell Young is scrap. Then during that time, I was at one of my friend one of my one of my during that time it was a bitch though. I was around one of my uh, I went to one of my buddy houses. You know, I, I had writer's block at this time. You know hear I me? Mean? Right. I had writer's block. Then, then I was at his house chilling for a vacation. And I came up with the cassette tape volume one. Right. Which is a solid sounding project. Yeah, that, that's on SoundCloud too. Cassette tape volume one. Yeah. So what inspired that? Shit, this, I gotta say, my growing up. Growing up back back in the day, my experience on cassette tape volume one. That shit was that that that, that the volume one was 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 a learning experience. Another learning experience also, you know. How so? Like your lessons are pretty oh, interesting. Yeah. When I yeah, when I make cassette tape volume one, I lost five hundred eighty five dollars on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do you say you lost it? Like, I mean, you. I. I mean, it's just so specific a number. When I say man, when I say lost, it's like this. Like I said, the person who made me want to rap again stole money from me during this time. That is super you know unfortunate. Mean? Yeah, it don't. It, it don't take fucking. It don't take like three. It don't take a long time to get a a CD reduplicated. So during this time, the person who brought me back to rap, um, he stole money from me. I, yo, you know, I got he stole money for that five eighty five dollars is gone. He totally stole for money. He like, you know what I mean? They can be, I mean, I know him for some years. I thought he was cool. Excuse me. Before I know, you know, hey yo, I I I yo, I will, I will, I will uh, you know, I'll put this guy for you. The, the CDs come in the mail. Right. And you know, coming home. Not seeing what I put my money to, not there. It was gone. Call somebody's phone number. Hey, yo, uh, what's going on? You answer no phone calls. You answer me on no Twitter. You answer me on Facebook. The money is gone. Yeah, that's a that's a big lesson. Yeah, I'm just doing cassette tape by one. So I had to scrap up. So I had to scrape up some damn money. And get cassettes by one reduplicated over again. Yeah, I could understand the lesson and frustration in that, but at least you figured yeah. that out and got it. Yes, I did. Yes, I did figure it out. I did figure that shit out. Yes, I did. And then, how did you promote it once it was out? When I got it, I wound it. You get free five hundred hard. I gave out free five hundred hard copies of the streets of Baltimore. Okay. 
I gave him five. I, yeah, I mean, literally, it's fucking cold outside. Here you go. I gave motherfuckers, I gave my seed to motherfuckers at my job. Uh, um, or how, at my job, to my family members. Gave the people at high school, whoever, whatever, whatever's in my fucking, in my eyesight, here. Here's this test here you go, here you go, at the fucking mall. You hear me? Yeah. I get, I get, I get, one time I gave this little girl that shit, this shit, this shit gonna tell me I fall to make my CD a coaster. It's still a coaster, that's your CD. Yeah. That's all I mean, it's a coaster, this is that more dumb and ball. That's awesome. I mean, so, do people give you feedback off of giving out 500 mixtapes? Um, I got I ain't getting no feedback. I saw like people talking about. I I would like I would come to work. Let's tell you something, yo. If you, I'm gonna give you some advice. If you ever do that, do not give your no ever do not give your project out at your job. That shit is fucking embarrassing, motherfucker. Yeah, y'all bump your shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they playing with you. Mm. You got to deal with motherfuckers for eight hours a day, and knowing you are a joke to them. I'm sorry that happened. That's some fuckery. But yeah, I've gone through experience. Yo, at work, people did not take me seriously for a very, very, very long time until I got an opportunity to do a performance at a festival. And it wasn't even my own song. It was fucking hip-hop karaoke. So I was doing an Eminem song. And then they saw that. And they saw I was on Spotify and shit. And after that, nah, people took me a lot more seriously. And then I was doing this YouTube shit. But, like, for a long time, it was, like, a big joke that I rapped. Like, you could tell people were just waiting for me to, like, stop or whatever. So I empathize fucking heavy with that shit. Like, everything you're saying, I'm like, yo, I barely talk about my music at work now. I used to talk about it all the time when I was younger. That's that's the the best way. Like, if you were artist... And you rap, you saying you and you a regular fucking job. Say that shit for the street. Say that shit for your fucking house. You hear me? Make it to the point they come to you and ask for your shit. Not you talking about you explain you do shit. <laughs> and it, it works though. Cause then if somebody yeah. does mention you and they walk up to you, they like yo, I was one time at an office party and my fucking boss pulled up my phone and made the next man follow me. I'm not going to lie. When a fucking boss at work makes a man follow you on Spotify, it's a cool feeling. It happened one time. I treasure that memory a lot. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's what I mean. You know, it's all, I mean, it's all, that's all I learned right there. No. Everything you do is, I mean, no, no it's just, I mean, we still, we still get set by one, right? Yeah. We're still there. Okay. I mean, as, I mean, as I, I mean, as I learned, save your art for the street. That's the best thing, and they and, and that giveaway. I mean, and it giving doing that five hundred giveaway with the Gassetti by one, it didn't give me no buzz. It was like little, 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 little hints in there, like yeah, and they got bumpy, but it didn't give me what I wanted. Mm. You hear me? Yeah, no, I hear that. It didn't really give me what I wanted. It was just like yeah, I'm talking about. I'm, I'm performing um on Biddle Street. I'm like, yo, who got cassette tape volume one? And people look, I never heard of it. That's my 500 copies got me nothing. 500 hard copies. Looking at this shit, one minute. 
Look at this is this yeah, can you see it real good? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. That's my baby. Fine and hard copies in the streets of Baltimore. The Saturday Volume One. That's a really, it's a great cover, man. I saw that and it like popped the fuck out at me. Yeah. I got I got that shit in the picture frame. So yeah, the yeah. thing was is when I listened to it, I was impressed as fuck. Cause like you create an expectation that you meet. And I find that really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um so, so basically we learned that giving out the five hundred copies to random people is what I'm understanding is not the move because it didn't help you. Okay. And avoid oh. work. And so therefore not all buzz is good buzz. Some buzz can actually be shitty buzz. Yeah, and it wasn't no pussy it offered to me. Hey, let's go on the back. Come on, Mr. O. No. <laughs> ah, it was, it was, yeah, so. You know what I really so, appreciate uh, yeah. about you, Mr. O, and I just got to say this. It's that, like, everyone dances around this shit. You're just like, fuck that. This is exactly what happened. I didn't get the things I wanted. I had no pussy. These are, like, metrics in life. You're like, this is how I can measure it out. And I yeah. fucking love the way you're approaching this. I'm in, I, I just I enjoy this a lot. Okay, like this is my kind of shit. I'm like, fair enough, yo. What? Because yo, I'm not gonna lie. The idea of being more appealing, I think, is something that motivates many of us to start rapping. So a lot of it was like, this ain't working. You know, it worked. YouTube videos got me a one-two time. A girl on Tinder impressed, and I'm like, oh, so that girl on Tinder gave me those eyes that one time. And it fucking changed, you know, so I started playing with the internet more. And that was a good choice for me. So there's a good chance that one girl on Tinder who saw one shit I did on the internet and like fucking back in the daytimes had that big of an impact on me. Yeah, you know, it, it is what it is. And I say, yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, I understand what you mean, but like, as an artist, you gotta do more. It's, it's getting recorded, right? Yeah, we're live. It's being recorded. Everything's oh, there. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Like as an artist, you gotta do more and more and more. You can't get content. You gotta get stay hungry, stay driven when you do this shit. Yeah, I, I just need my I just need my turn will come. Learning from just learning just learning over the years about music. So cassette volume one, it came and it went like the motherfucking wind. You know? Then um then I work on cassette tape volume two, the resurrection of the nineties. Right. I was listening. That, that, that shit. Yeah, that one you heard on SoundCloud. That shit right there. Yeah. Um, you know, I made I made uh what the fuck? I made one scene called "Blowing Up My Town." That shit got eight million fucking world star. <sighs> I was wondering how the fuck that happened because I'd be looking at that shit and I'm like, look, dude, in my life, I did not ever see an M on SoundCloud before. I had to stop and process that motherfucker and go, that is an M. That is not. And there's more of them one, right? Like, let's just be clear. There is like. At least four of your tracks, I think, that broke the M. One of them's at three point something. And I was like. Yeah, perking out, uh, the rant. Somebody, yeah, the rant. 
uh, Full One Old Bitches One and Two. Yeah. But World Star, I forgot that World Star was a conduit that could get people some shit because let's be real, I'm not really World Star content. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. World Star! Yeah. Okay, yeah, how'd, you, how'd you do that? Shit. Um, uh, well, I, I scraped some money together, put, talk to people in World Star, how you doing? You know, for World Star, you gotta pay this amount of fee. That was seven hundred twenty-five dollars for that shit to get on posted on on Worldstar. So you know, I, I, you know, say my prayers because this is what I love doing. You turn to him, you get the victory with him. So got money together, and I got to post on Worldstar, and that shit got eight million views. Say a word. Did that? Blowing up my town. That is like a crazy amount. I have a serious question. I know you're at ten point eight k or something like that followers, which I thought was wild. Like again. I just didn't, you got to understand, from my perspective, everybody on Spotify, YouTube, this, that, the next thing. And then you're possibly the first guy I've talked to that legitimately has a million on something. Like legitimately on something. And it's off of Worldstar and SoundCloud. And I'm sitting there going, fuck me, eh? Maybe that was, maybe I should have hit up Worldstar once upon a time. (laughs) Yeah, Worldstar, I've been on Worldstar maybe... Kirkin out, Bitches, one. I've been on World Star maybe three times. So the question I have is, do World Star investment pay off to you? Um, I'm not gonna front. It was a little buzz for that song, "Blow It Up My Town," and for one, but it didn't give me the buzz that I thought I was gonna get. You know, I'm still working at Walmart, you know. Right. Feel me? It wasn't no bitches chasing me down no fucking aisle. It wasn't motherfuckers want me to sign shit. It was basically like, yeah, yo, that song was hard. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. And that was it. Yo, we're saying with millions. Because, like, yeah. you know, I appreciate that, Mr. O, because you are giving us something to think about. I know that's what you said beforehand. You're giving the world a lot to think about if they listen to this. <laughs> Yeah. Word. <laughs> so I suppose in theory, if it, like you pop the seven fifty in, and then you have a bunch of next things lined up, you could milk that shit into something. But inherently, it's not gonna do anything by itself. No, it's not gonna do nothing by itself. When it come, when it comes to the music game, let me let me let me put this guy real quick. People can exaggerate their life on social media. You hear me? Yes. People that like I said, people exaggerate their life on social media. They be poor as shit. Be known to themselves. I've been thinking people. I've been telling you, I've been thinking people from like Baltimore, the hottest shit in the motherfucker. Like, and I asked, I asked people like, you heard of so and so? Like, who is you? Who is them? You hear me? Like, who is Detroit? Who is Lil Key? You are who? If the internet can sell you a fantasy you know what i'm saying yes i really really do because i'm I'm telling you mr o what you're saying now does not stop in baltimore it does not stop even in your environment it translates directly to me and mine's so like I hear what you're saying and i'm like spit that shit my guy spit that shit yeah a fantasy 
These these people was motherfucking poor. All that I got, I, I got, I'm lit. I'm I got the fucking and then like you ain't got nothing on a lot. You got your imagination on fucking lot. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I got fifty eight people on the. Ooh, ooh, come on, 58, 58 people on the ground. Get out of here. You selling you selling people wet dreams. And in that, that's it. In that is a. Then that is a gift and a curse. Like it's hella useful. Like let's yeah, be real. It, it, I mean, it has. I mean, it has, it has open doors to people. You know what I'm saying? It's open door. But the, I'm telling you something. A, a man told me this shit. It's never enough money for the internet. It's never enough money. That shit costs. You know what I mean? Yeah, and if you want to play it the other side, it's gonna take years, years and years and it years. Money. I spent some bread on the internet. Video reactions, promotions, videos. You know, I put, I put this in simple terms. It costs more for the video to be promoted than created. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. It costs a lot if you're doing that game. Yeah, put, you know, putting the mother. Yeah, yeah. It costs more for the video to be promoted than created. You can make a you make a, a banging ass video be fucking nobody, real. It's kind of unfortunate, <clears throat> and these companies that they don't tell us this part, but like like my day job has an ad budget. I can't say how big it is, but I promise you, my company spends more on Facebook a month than most people I know could afford to spend in a year's budget. But it's the same Facebook, and it's the same YouTube, and it's the same Twitter that big corporations pay this rate for. So it's like really not favoring artists. Now, that's not to say that there are not times and places where paying for shit makes sense because there's a lot of times and a lot of places where it makes sense. I'm saying that inherently paying for that kind of stuff doesn't by itself turn into a lot without additional shit happening. Yeah, it does. You're right. However, right. there are ways, and I just, I'm just saying it for the sake of like the other side of it. There are ways to monopolize those situations, but the lessons you're learning, I feel are like, or that you learn are lessons. I think a lot of people have to learn or, or choose to learn when it's possibly avoidable. I don't know how many people have actually done the exact same story that you have and just never talk about it. You know? Yeah. I just know. I just peeped the game of how these people can exaggerate life on a fucking computer screen. And they fucking nobody. Like, you you, you down the street, yo. Stop exaggerating shit that is not you. Come on, now. You know, I don't, I don't care if you got a fucking blue check. <laughs> You're on a corner. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you basic as me. What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, yo, like, after the lesson of that, then what comes next for you? Doing, doing, doing the series? Well, like you said, you did the, the the fucking tape, and then you basically did the world star thing, and then after the yeah, world star I'm thing, still, I'm still yeah, I'm still working. I'm still on the cassette tape vibe to the resurrection in '90s now. So when I made that still blow it in my town. Like I said, it was a good little buzz, but it wasn't no like no fucking Justin Bieber buzz. You know what I mean? It was it was cool. Then making other videos, you know, 
uh, making other singles and shit. I'm learning the game. And um, what else is going on? Like, look at I'm still working, learning the game. And the game I learned over time, people exaggerate their life on this on, on in this rap game like this. Now, yeah, I realize, yo, you gotta be your when it kind of. I realize that you gotta be your, your own fan first. You gotta want to. You gotta motivate yourself to be the best artist you can be. Shit is expensive as an artist. Promotion is expensive. Video reactions are expensive. Making videos expensive. The bitches in the video are expensive. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I'm sitting here trying to figure out in my head how the fuck I'm going to make some of the videos I want to make because, like, you start going, okay, no, how much? So I have to rent a spot because who's paying for it? You're paying for it. So you have to rent a spot. And if you bring people, you have to feed them and do shit. The fucking, it's like saying, do the fucking label. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everything. It's you, the fucking record. I'm not making record later the way I think. Yeah, that's I, what I mean. I definitely look at labels differently today than I did like five years ago. Today, I'm like, that's what labels do for that like cut they take from you. Say word. Yeah. I literally could yeah. not accomplish it otherwise. You know, I don't have a label, but I'm saying I definitely appreciate the value of the various roles and services they provide because independent artistry is a lot bigger than i thought last year after i've done this interview thing for a minute now yeah it's expensive itunes is not free that shit has to be promoted soundcloud is not free that shit has to be promoted and that money the millions cost me some money you hear me the soundcloud that pay though like do you get money off of soundcloud, SoundCloud play? huh the soundcloud, SoundCloud pay? play yeah, I don't know. I didn't do any of the SoundCloud I shit. Know, I get up with that. I don't really pay anything. You pay. You, you got every when it comes with yo. You got to mo. You got it's like this. All I, I all together is the promotion of the shit that's cost. SoundCloud pay me and they pay me nothing. Hmm. I ain't getting into my fucking gym talk when they send me some tin out. Nothing. They bought me bought me nothing. It costs money. That's fair. I'm. I got. I, got, I never got paid for no damn SoundCloud. No, you know what I'm saying, but promotion costs money. But everything that costs money is not free. As they're going to cassette tape vibe to the resurrection of ninety, it's still let me tell you something, that shit gonna be gonna be popping real soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit took four years to create. Say what? How long is it? It took, it took four years to make cassette tape vibe to the resurrection. Four years. No, but how long is the project? Like, um, long time. How, how long Sethi was? But yeah, you said it took four years to make. So I'm like, oh, oh, that shit, oh, that shit, oh, that, yeah. Also, get me now. Think about it. From the doing the series, I learned about engineering. Also, okay. How when you doing the project, go to the best engineers. Don't rely on no motherfucker. Right? No, don't rely on no motherfucker who claims she not going to do. If you got a question, a person on your song, how it came out, don't fucking use their studio no more. Right. Erase that person from your memory. Because they don't know how to, they don't know how to mix and master shit right. That's why I learned from cassette tape by one. Going to, not not going, to, going to the best engineers that I knew personally who know what the hell they're doing. Right. 
that's why that shit came out sound funny. I'm like, why? I'm sitting in the studio like, yo, why does she sound like this? You hear me? Yeah. No, I really do. Why does she? Why does she? Why does she? Why got you so called? You know, you sure you sure you got quality and shit. And this and, this, and I got you got quality, and it sounds like my record sounds strange. So you know the hell you doing with this daggone shit? You you don't that you don't engine. You don't know how to mix the master shit right. Right. I know. That's why I got a cassette tape. That's why I got a cassette tape by one. I got I gotta sit there and say, go to people who know the fuck they're doing with my with my work. And as you heard, cassette tape volume two on that SoundCloud, that shit sound way fucking better. I definitely feel like it it's clean. And I like the the way it starts strong. It feels more song like. Not to say the other ones weren't song like, but it feels more like final product. Yeah, yeah. I want you the best. Hey, motherfuckers, if you feel like you were going to Baltimore, go to Right Way Studios. They know what they're doing. Get your money's worth. That's a good recommendation. Um, yeah, hell yeah. What are they doing? So, so, in the time that you were making the project, were you also, have you been performing? Have you been, like, involved in the Baltimore yeah. scene? Yes, I'm a foreman at uh, fucking, I'm forming in DC. I'm forming, I'm forming DC. I'm forming like little clubs in Baltimore on Charles Street. And them songs got good feedback. DC is right next to Baltimore, right, or near it? DC is right next to forty five minutes away. Okay, cool. I'm not the best at US right geography. Right next to Baltimore. Yeah, forming in DC. Some little Howard. I'm trying to form at colleges and shit. It did me. Doing that service, it taught me. I mean, I, I, like I say, doing this, it, it was a learning. I learned about flyers and shit. Yeah. How does person get? They, how does person get their picture on this shit? It's the flyer, <laughs> and I learned. Right. I mean, these are all like, all these little things I find are almost like checklist items. Like I don't think about a lot of the things you're talking about right now. But as you're describing yeah. everything that you're describing, I feel like I learned every single one of those lessons to some degree or another across my journey as an artist to get to where I am today. Yeah, you're going to want to learn. You're going to want to learn. When artists, you're going to want to learn to be successful as an artist because eventually, I'm telling you, you work, you work a regular nine-to-five job, right? I do, yeah. This will come a day... You got to think to yourself, how long can you keep doing this shit? Working every day. I'm, I'm kicking out real life shit. Working every day. The motherfucker talk to you any type where they see fit. You can't do nothing about it besides take it and go come to work or ask yourself this question. I want to learn this fucking music game. What is it? You know, think to yourself, what does a manager do? What is accounting? What is percentage? Get somebody learn about yeah, learn about an entertainment lawyer, learn about things beyond the stage, so you can be safe. You can say, you know what, I ain't gotta work a fucking job again. What I do, my passion is my job. I, my interest is my job. Yeah, man, like that's what. I, yeah, you're spitting the facts. That's man. what I want. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what. You, that's yeah. You want to get to the point like that? You know, I can leave this motherfucking job. And got and without and I gotta look and I gotta look for another one because what I'm doing is my job and I enjoy it. 
honestly, yeah. I feel a lot of the same things. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily want to go to a nine to five and then have, do all of this and then go do all the different things I try to do. And then you're like, you know, it would be fun to be able to like enjoy the yeah. new movie and not feel like I got some other yeah. shit I got to be doing. Every, yeah, actually, every job you had in your life, do you ever like any of them? I actually kind of like some, okay. I don't necessarily enjoy the like products per se, but the role I get to play, like I got to be the trainer in a call center. So I got paid to like talk for eight hours. It was kind of lit as a rapper. It's kind of fun to get paid to talk, even if it's, and I got to do some voiceover shit. So it's not like actually bad or I got to write a lot. So I ended up getting kind of blessed with jobs. Like once I got past a certain tier, it's like, like even right now, I kind of get paid to like look at data, make PowerPoints, make doc files. Like I don't hate my job, but to your point, I don't necessarily find it like satisfying. It's like yeah. it, it pays me, but then I have all this other shit I got to pay out. So I'm still in a position where when it comes time to be like, yo, can I get Uber Eats today? It's like, I probably should not get Uber Eats. I should probably like be more frugal. And it feels like, yo, I moved up a bunch, but like, and in some ways, don't get me wrong. I'm kind of spoiled in some ways, but in a lot of ways, it isn't really where I want it to be. I'm 33 and I'm like, yo, I'm turning 34 in two weeks. I'm like, you kind of like in your mid thirties are like, I want it to be littier than what it was. It's better, but it's not like, but it's mostly I'm smarter about how I move today. So I know it's going to get better almost like it's a transitionary phase and i appreciate that and it's humbling don't get me wrong it's very humbling this has been a very humbling year for me but like and things have gone well like i've had the best year of my career so to speak in terms of people knowing my name and actually knowing who i am in the way that you're describing on this interview shit it worked out well not for music but at least this interview shit got me a little buzz so i'm like wow it's the first time in my fucking life for real you know, so like, yeah. I'm with you on that. It's coming. Is it where I want it to be? Not a hundred, but everything you're saying is super yeah. relatable, man. Yeah, you you get it. You you getting there to the top of the ladder. Just keep on climbing so you can ring the motherfucking bell. That's it. And yeah, the victory is near. You know, that's my thought. That's my thought as an artist. Like, you know what? Keep doing. Most motherfuckers would tell me keep doing what you're doing. Should I? Nah, but I like that I idea. Yo, because even at work, right? Like, basically, you're supposed to run a campaign. Then you're supposed to analyze the campaign, discuss with people what worked, what didn't work, and then do the next campaign better based on that shit and compare yeah. it. And so, like, exactly. you just do it now with the art, and it makes the most sense. Um, How is the live scene in Baltimore? Like, is there a lot of stuff happening there? Or is it like uh, one of those places where it's more complicated? (laughs) How the scene in Baltimore is? Yeah, I don't know much about it. Okay. Baltimore City is horrible. People are not going to help you. Yeah, you're not going to help. You're not going to help you. They help you when you come up. That's when, that's how Baltimore is. Even with me being an artist, anybody, oh, yo, I want to do it. They, they ain't with no interest in me. No, we got to realize King Los 
is not going to help you. Dijonata is not going to help you. Mm. Uh, any big time artist in Baltimore is not going to come and get you. You gotta put it in your. Uh, you gotta put it in your own heart. You gotta come up on your own. On your own. On your own merit. That's These true. People are not gonna come and get you. You got. That's what I thought. Do not fucking. You know what I mean. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I realize. You know. Stop sending. I, I learned this as an artist. Stop asking people the same questions about. Stop asking artists the same fucking questions. They can fucking read. They can read a Gmail. They can read a. It can read a DM. They just don't want to ask this shit. That's <laughs> ah, funny. At a certain point in my life, I compared Spotify links to dick pics. At a certain point in my life, it felt like that. Now nobody sends me it because I think I'm a dick about it. But that happened for a minute. Like, like, like what I, what I, you understand what I mean? I really do, dude. I am everything you have said in this interview. I'm like, I fucking agree with this guy. I agree with it. You're not saying it, and I would not describe any of it the, with the words you used. But I agree with you pretty much the whole way through it. Yeah, I don't fucks with that. I mean, it's kind of like yo. Today I was describing like just this feeling of like yo. I don't understand this fascination people have. With the status quo of life. Like, it's almost like... Like, I'm hungry. Like, I'm hungry like I'm 18 in that sense. Like, I never stopped being hungry. Because I never hit what I wanted to hit. So, I just never lost that drive in my soul, right? And I keep elevating slow enough to stay motivated. But not fast enough to stop being hungry. It's kind of like a weird curse. But, well, I keep growing. But the reality is, is as I get older, I find a lot of people around me are less hungry. And that's the weird fascination to me. And I didn't know. I think that's the most weird part about lately is how many people don't necessarily see like the threat of of being stagnant with shit and not like pushing to that like top tier effort level. I'm not saying everyone, but it's like not even just in music. I mean, like. Motherfuckers on the regular life, they're like, cop a house, procreate, cop a second house, get that to your kids when you die. I'm like, that's that's everybody's plan. Like, honestly, go run most people's life. That's like the basic plan. I'm like, that's not enough for me. <laughs> like, that's, that's my basic thoughts. I'm like, no, nah, I couldn't do that. I, I mean, I don't even oh, really give a God. shit. Of, like, I want to own a house because of the good reasons to do it, but it's not even a goal. That's a reward for living my life right. <laughs> that's just that's a reward like yeah like, my, that is reward it's like yo like there's a lot i feel i have to do before like a house which is a giant debt is something i want to take i want to buy a house in cash like it's a fucking car and you know like when you picture walking into like a car dealership buying that shit cash whatever i want to do that with a house like walking with like five million or whatever and fuck, it might be not that much i mean i'll be more like five hundred thousand and dropping on a fucking house have it up front ready to go that to me is a flex. Yeah, that, that is a flex. Like it's my house right there, five hundred thousand on the table. Give me that. Give give me the key. That I would be very excited for. Now I have to find a way to make five hundred thousand extra. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's possible, bro. It's possible. Don't don't be. Nah, it's possible. Ha- Yo, t- if I do it at fifty, I do it at fifty. Okay, it takes me longer than I'd like. It's still gonna happen. 
Like, even if it's some superfluous dumb shit, I'm gonna make it happen, my guy. It's like, I'm... Even even if it's not a house, I want to do something grandiose in that nature. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I said about the Baltimore scene, you gotta come up in Baltimore. You have to. You cannot get, you can't get content in Baltimore. You know what I mean? I, I saw you gotta, you gotta make moves. You gotta make yourself heard. You can't just stand still in Baltimore City. Hey, it's every man for themselves in Baltimore City. Motherfuckers are not gonna be motherfuckers don't want to speak. All this you no know, black line letter. Come to fucking come go to Oakley Avenue. Go to Park Heights. Go to go to the Emerson Village and see Black Lives Matter. They fucking don't. You matter when you become this shit. As an artist, a boxer, a singer, a football player, an actor, when you come up, that's when you matter. It don't matter because you. It don't matter because you fucking passed the fucking twelfth grade. You said no to dope. It don't matter if you drug free. It matter. It don't. It don't matter. It don't matter if you if you God fearing. It matter when you become this shit. The people in your hood. Come on now, Martin the King. Martin, I'm not. I'm not. Martin the King said he want to get to the mountaintop. I want to get to the mountaintop for my city. Right. I think... guess I'm climbing the mountain. I'm climbing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick my fork in it in, in a matter of time. Very soon. I believe you, Mister O. I really think yeah. you're gonna do it. You got me thinking though, <laughs> because I've been doing this for about a year. I'm saying November seventh is my first Twitch stream, and I was di- trying. It was hard to get people to do interviews until I went live. Then all of a sudden, when motherfuckers be like, "I have to leave," all of a sudden I got booked the fuck up. But up until that, it was super hard. Then I've been doing this. So I've been talking to people like this, this kind of flow. Let's talk about your life type shit for like. Yeah. A year, maybe 175 people, something crazy like that. It's like a big number. And like every city that's not Atlanta or one of them kind of describes the same sentiment, right? So it makes me wonder if the move isn't to just like everybody should just say, I'm going to go find a friend in eight other cities. I want to just work with those. And if everybody does that, because, yo, when you say Baltimore, I'm like, I don't even give a fuck if you're the worst rapper in Baltimore. Fuck that. That's so cool. Right? Like, I know people kind of act like that about Montreal when I talk about it. I'm not saying everyone, but it's different. You're like, yo, Montreal. I don't know everybody in Montreal. It's like it's it's like unlocking keys to universes. So I finally just get more excited about people that don't live where we are. I mean, like, I'm excited for the Montreal Cats, not going to lie. But, like, when I hear, yo, that guy's, like, Baltimore, that's going to be completely different. I don't even know what I'm going to expect, right? Like, and then, yo, yo, this guy in, like, the UK wanted to work with me. Trust me, as far as, like, the rewards go, probably not as much as I would have liked. As far as the, oh, my God, I got an international track, that was, like, that kind of shit's wild to me. Like, sometimes it's just cool points. Sometimes I really do like the cool points. Yeah, but yeah, the idea of you being in Baltimore is cool. And when I talk to people in New York, it's like it's fucking New York. But then, like, if I talk to a dude in Ohio, it's like, yo, that motherfucker raps in Ohio. And to me, 
it's not like to you maybe because y'all are the states and that means different things but for me it's like that dude's in the states or that dude's over there so it's like it creates like i'll find this thing whereas like for me it's like in the local scene i find i face the same challenges not everybody i love i love y'all don't get me wrong but like there is like you know a competition going on where we all fucking climbing the ladder at the same fucking time and like i may have all love for you but i secretly may want it more than i want you to have it and i'm not saying i'm even better than that i'm saying i'm working on it in my soul so i can be more of a team player if everything but if we're being real that's that's what it comes down to like i see other people doing better i have to literally get over myself sometimes and remember that i'm doing my own thing and i'm doing it at my own pace and i'm gonna get there but like sometimes because yo in montreal there, there is a lot of people on that ladder doing better than me and it's all love because for me it's like the city needs it but sometimes it's really challenging and i understand that my best opportunity honestly is if everybody's winning and everybody's eating and it took me a huge amount of time to accept that lesson and that i'm probably not gonna be mascot man i can get to the top of the mountain but like there are gonna be some people at the top of that mountain before i get there and i'm okay with that because i'm gonna get there and that's what motivates me you're gonna get there like i said it's who won the tortoise for the hair yeah hair i think if i know the tortoise one fuck me the tortoise one <laughs> yeah tortoise one yeah, yeah tortoise one you slow as shit, but you made it to the finish line so and then <laughs> i know that i'm gonna be doing yeah. something in 10 years i don't know what it'll be i hope it's like bigger i mean it should be but like i know that no matter what happens the skill set the connections i've now made the people i've made like it's going to keep happening in some way or another even if this all died tomorrow yeah it's going to happen man stay stay determined stay persistent stay in faith and what you what you are waiting for is we is going is the door is opening have you traveled a lot travel I've been out of I've I've, I've traveled before. I've been I've been out of Baltimore. I've been to I've been to Virginia. I've been to Philly. I've been to New York. I've been to Washington D.C. I've been to Cootstown, Pennsylvania. That's cool. I've been out of my state. Yeah. Sounds really fucking important. I find. Have you ever like done any touring shits or anything like that? Nah, I, I've never been. I'm, I'm gonna work on that. Damn, ain't that shit. I missed the old tour. Yo, I heard it's doable in the States. Like, y'all cities be, like, close enough together that, like, you could book, like, six, seven things, line it up at the right six, seven states, and technically do, like, a seven-state tour in, like, a week and a half. That shit does sound hard, though, but I got... I, I say this, man. I'm going to write this shit down on paper. Hope y'all figured out Mr. O Tour. That'd be some shit like, damn, got 500 people at my tour? <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, so so we still on cassette volume two, right? Yeah. So as I was saying about that, like you know, what I mean, the campaign with that is still rolling, but I'm still I'm I, it's still rolling, but I'm trying to get in store for that shit. So as that's so that's I mean that's that's it's done. Volume two has been done. So as of right now, I'm working on cassette volume three. Peace out. Okay. That's, 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 being, that's being made. That's super cool. Is the is it like a trilogy or is there gonna be more after that? No, that's gonna be it. That's fire. 
That's hard. Three. Three. Cassette tape volume three. Peace out. Yeah. That's being made right now. Why? Almost. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know, 45% done. Why is it called Peace Out? Because it's the end of the series. Fair enough. I mean, I interpreted it like, nah, Mr. O's going to be successful and popping off and I'm fucking off. And peace out. Like, yeah. mic drop. Or yeah. like, and in the series, that, that's simpler. <laughs> Cassette tape volume three, peace out. Yeah. Think about it. Cassette tape volume one. Cassette tape volume two. The Resurrection 90s. Cassette tape volume three. Peace out. Yeah, it works. That's a pretty solid series. As far as yeah, so what inspires you for stuff like music and videos? Uh, as the videos, oh, some of the videos that did I make? You, you saw my videos, didn't you? Uh, yeah, but I'm not Caleb. I'm really I watch music videos. They don't really stick with me a lot. So like, okay, well, when it's, like when I made the videos and shit, you know, uh, all of the videos were my ideas. Right. All of them. So judgmental. Growing up as a youngster, broads, blowing up my town. Um, come on now. Uh, Kirkin out. Full one old bitches part one. Full one old bitches two. The rent. All that shit was the. All that shit was thought about. That's why I mean, the videos basically all the videos were my idea. I picked the clothes. I picked the location. I picked the bitches. You know what I'm saying? I, I, all this is all my thoughts. Like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, hey, yo, uh, and some, and some of those were very expensive too. Like, one was very expensive. One. Right. No, that's that's fair. I mean, I'm just asking because, like, I'm curious about inspirations and processes and how people oh, do their thing. You know, I mean, inspiration came from my childhood. You know what I mean? The videos all from my childhood. Not from my childhood. It's just okay. This video me right, all the clothes, that was all that was from my childhood. That's like inspiration to my growing up. That's how I made them videos that you that you see, that you saw, you know. No, nah, it's really a pair. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. What other kinds of stuff do you plan on doing to market yourself? Uh shit, you know, um like I said, promotion is the number one way of getting yourself out, the best promotion. Not just fucking posting your shit that we fucking do on Instagram. Right. The best promotion. That's why I went with the best promotion. I'm gonna figure out how to do merch. My merch might be my merch might be a little controversial. Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Why? I'm, I'm, yeah, huh? What What's your merch gonna be? That's controversial. I might get a shirt. Oh shit! I might I might get a shirt made say "Shorty on a quiz shit." <laughs> Man. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Fair, fair enough. I I get it. <laughs> that's that's towing a line. Yeah, like you what shorty on a quiz, she talked about me. Hey I ain't being myself. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of thinking in general definitely puts you into like that like out there shit like people who make merch where it's just like your logo and whatnot and that's the end of it yeah. it's like as much as that's cool i don't actually like 
like rocking logos so much an expression maybe but like i don't really rock anybody's logos not even my own logo sometimes i do but like you know like that tech shit though sometimes i'm gonna feel that shit and want to wear that shit and i'll fucks with it yeah i got you though <laughs> oh that's fresh um so I guess after you put the piece of project up, do you have plans for like what comes after that? Or are you just kind of waiting to see yeah. what it takes you? After, after the series is completed, then, you know, it'll be an EP coming. That's the fine. EP will be called, the EP will be called Captain O. Okay. It's like an upgrade. Yeah, Captain O. <laughs> Like you see on my damn social media, Mr. Captain O. <laughs> I did. I had to remember that when I looked you up because I was thinking Mr. O, which really sticky name. I did not forget Mr. O from the first time I saw it. Um, you stick to the brain like that. Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Yeah. Oh, that's fresh. So after that, the EP comes, you're just going to keep pushing the grind. So what else do you do outside of music? Do you have other passions and hobbies that interest you? Um, Beyond being an artist, that's other thing that's getting my interest. Like, you know, I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to just learn the business, learn the business of being an artist. Like, actually get to the point I can get the fuck up when I want to. Right. You know what I mean? I get the fuck up get somebody... Because I work so let me actually get up when I want to and do what I enjoy. Like wake up one day and say, my passion, my enjoyment bought me this house. It bought me these cars. It bought me, it bought me all I worked for, for, for most of, for majority of my life behind my thinking got me all I have. You hear me? Yeah. Nah, man, it's it. I don't got to get it. Meaning I don't got to get up. And talk to some motherfucker I'm never going to know in my life because my passion, yeah, never going to know in my life ever behind my passion. Mean I don't gotta get up and work in no damn FedEx no more, no Walmart, no Burger King, no nothing behind. That's what I mean by put it. That's what I mean by making making some making some of myself that you know this. Nine to five life is over. Yeah, we man. want that. That's what I mean. Get a piece of paper, write down your vision, and your vision will come true. But like, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's some things I visit myself as an artist. I, I kind of see myself probably making movies, you know, or make, making movies. Maybe a little. You man, he imagine Mister O singing a little R and B. I don't, <laughs> you know. Little, 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 little aspirations of my life, but you know, I want to, I want to have, I want, I do want to live a prosperous, long life. Yeah, you know, I, mean? I think life I, of you know, a prosperous, long life to die, enjoy that life of just you did nothing. I was an old motherfucking man, so I did nothing all my life. I did nothing to change my life. I want a life where you know, damn nigga, damn man, you fuck all these bitches. You prospered, you traveled, you were affected. You were a person from Baltimore City that went the distance, and what you wanted, you achieved it. Mediocre life will take a toll on your mind. When you're doing shit you don't like every day, and you know you're you know you're right mind, you can do better. 
Nah, he's spitting facts. I don't know. I, yeah. It's like, uh, I, sometimes Every I'm sitting there like, day. yo, he's like on fucking point. Like, yo, I literally write yeah. shit about these kinds of subjects. Like, the monotony. Yeah. The thing that I find um, hardest is the fact that it can be like two or three months go by sometimes. And as much as stuff changes, it doesn't always feel like my day to day changes. My accolades may change, but I still got to wake up at six something in the morning and I still got to blah, blah, blah. And then the next thing I know, it's 11 o'clock and it's bedtime. And I'm like, yo, three days will disappear. And then maybe I get like a couple of hours here and there to like fuck around. But like the more badly I want it, the more my schedule is full all the time. And yeah. that mixed with the parts where it's like, again, I feel blessed for my job. So I do not want to act like it's a bad job, but I, I would like yeah. to not have to do it on the conditions of waking up and, and being in a certain environment or like, actually I work from home. I'm pretty blessed, but like, I don't want, cause I just, I feel bad trying to complain like that, but like the desire to have full control over my life and live the life that I dream in my head is still as powerful. And like, I think about it every day. I think about the level of effort. I also know that like one catastrophe and I'm like derailed. So it's like, I want that security of knowing that I can keep it. Not that I can have something, but to keep it, fuck me. That's the goal. I want to keep it, you know, at least some of it so that I'm not fucked. I don't want to be old. Cause yo, I've seen some shit where like the old and poor is a fucking terrible position to be in. Like it is true. Oh my lord! Shit, wake up, hey, get, come here, you little youngster. You you got a dollar? I've seen it. Wake up, old ass man, and it's just ask somebody for a dollar. You still struggling? Wake up! I'm telling you, I got I got family members who in their alleys and still living, still working a fucking job. I got You're family me. members that are on stuff like welfare that are of that age where it's like, say a word, I don't want to be on social services. It's pretty easy to get welfare in Canada, relatively speaking. And I don't want to be in that position where like, I'm not even working and shit. And that fucks with me sometimes to think about like, yo, if I don't stack my life in the way that I'm supposed to stack my life, that's like the, the outcome. Is like it's not nothing in life is certain, right? Like every good run you have can be taken yeah, right. away. So I have That's to figure out how to make sure that like everything I do now is like stacking into something that when next year comes it makes sense. Because one of my biggest mistakes was stacking and gambling and praying shit that ne wasn't necessarily working right, and I kept pushing. And then it took a long time to learn how to recognize when it's time to let something go, and that's the hardest yeah. part. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes we gotta let people go. Oof. Big one. Yeah. Big one. You gotta let people go. All that, seeing the same results, seeing the same, seeing the same results day to day, month to month, year to year, and you see no, it getting no better. I mean, sometimes you let your family members go, your so-called friends go. They not making, they not making no increase. To your fucking, to your life. Yeah. Word up. Yeah, I feel that yeah. shit real. Like, I also feel like you're not allowed to talk this shit so blunt. Like, in a regular. <laughs> like, 
I'm not oh. gonna pretend like I don't run some math equations in my head with people and act like, yo, what is the value this person brings versus the value that I provide? And some now I add some shit like understanding privilege and like I got some blessings that maybe aren't afforded to the rest of the world, and that's a real thing. Um, and that's so I keep some shit in mind, but. I, I judge a lot by people's attitudes and actions and how much they honor commitments. Like, you know, what's crazy is somebody's not necessarily willing to honor a commitment that they make with not one that you make with them. When somebody proposes something to you and then does not honor that commitment, that's a huge sign. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a red flag when they're not standing with you. You feel me? Me being a rap artist. I saw shit. I never. I never. I saw people. My family didn't give a fuck about what wasn't there when I went and made the show. Mm. Hey, don't go over here. They not there. They ain't bought my mixtapes. I'm not. Gonna, I could only be naive for so long. Yeah, I feel that, and I'm not like even. I don't, you know even what? at the job, I mean, even when I was work, working at Walmart, I could only be naive for so long to realize this motherfucker ain't listen to my shit. So stop showing you shit. Yeah. Work on the street and be the shit. I got lucky at work that like uh, a two, three people took my shit seriously. But like, and like they spin my. This one guy will spin my songs. He'll give me like a hundred spins on Spotify. Just like loop it, and I'm like that dude's fucking real shit. But outside of him, I had to learn that like. I probably wasn't doing myself any favors being like, yo, what's goody? Check the new track or whatever. I would say it's smarter than that, but like you have to learn to let, and I didn't do that in my Facebook DMs because I did that in 2012 and I fucking pissed off everybody. So by 2014, I was like, nope, that's not my moves. Cause I made, there are some people where I checked the DMs, dude. And it's embarrassing to see the shit I used to do. And you scroll up and you're like, and then you know this person's going to scroll up too. And they're going to see how you were some fucking thirsty in the DMs, motherfucker, in 20-whatever it was. And now you're like, yo, it's goody. <laughs> it's just a, you got to look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I feel you. When you see people with like, they, they respond to what the fuck they want to respond to. And then, right? and then you should see they didn't respond to you. Maybe now they yeah, respond I mean, to I mean, yeah, you see, old. I, I look at my old ass Gmails, like writing to people. They don't say shit. This is two months ago, years ago. But um, I'm good know. at hints. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm good at hints. I'm good at. I'm good at. I'm good at hints. Like I guess, I guess, I guess I can be a master at what the other shit called at charades. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I fucks with that. Um, no, nah, but I feel it. I, I feel like it's, it's like important, right? Like on the one side, not everyone's going to tell you the truth to your face, which is a real thing, which is unfortunate. So sometimes people will like smile at you, especially if you have something to offer. Like, like everybody's my homeboy before an interview, <laughs> you know, like, and then after an interview, not to, I might not hear from you again. And it's like, oh, say a word. And it's not like a bad thing. I'm not mad at it. We all got lives, this, that, the next thing. And there's a lot of people that hollered after kind of thing. But sometimes you start to see an attitude shift in certain circumstances within the people that you deal with. And you're like, oh, sometimes y'all like misrepresented yourself to me and you misrepresented your intentions. And maybe 
in some cases it's because people don't see themselves as they actually or however we disagree on a perception of them but end of the day it's like i feel like people aren't so straightforward with what they want out of you and it's that's always been weird to me i'm not i'm not sure how to process that it's still a real part of it that's what like fucking office politics is <laughs> it's like figuring out all that shit like that's how you deal with colleagues and crap you know it's this weird fucking game i feel you man all i can say about that shit is like this don't make motherfuckers habits mm, i like that Stop. Stop making people habits that's a good way to put it yeah i don't like making habits out of people if i know that me and you is a fucking dead end. You a habit. I got a break. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it hits heavy. I fucks with that. Yeah. It's just straight, you know, straight facts like that. So, yo, so who are some of the people that you who, who inspire Mr. O musically? Um, who inspire me as an artist? I, I, I get inspiration from, like, ASAP Rocky. I get inspiration by people who is winning. You know, I may never, I'm not, I'm, I may not be the biggest Jay-Z fan, but I get inspiration by those, by him and others too, because in their day, there was once upon a time, people, he was nobody. It was some artists were nobody. Like he wasn't, it was a, once upon a time, who, it was a who is you. You wake up 50, 52, 53 years old, and you a billionaire? A person who came from the street, and not as many people came to became a billionaire. I inspired my people. I, I, I mean, it inspired me like, damn, I can do this. I can get there in some time. I hope I, I hope I inspire a lot of people. You know what I mean? I hope I inspire a lot of people with my, with my way. That's really cool. You know what I mean? No, I do. That's what you want. Inspire a lot of people. Like, damn, this, this guy right here, he was, he, he was determined. He not like mediocre life at all. That's what I mean. You got, yeah. That's what I mean. I'm, I watch by a lot of people. Like, don't, don't get like him. Get like, oh. <laughs> I do well, not find you mediocre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, nah. I think like what I find fascinating about you is mostly your, and I feel like I try to do the same thing. So it's cool to me at least is to focus on the habits that create success and longevity. Because, you know, I studied that shit. Jay-Z is so fascinating. And there's so many people yeah. that, like, have habits that are good. And then there's all it really takes is to, to pivot the habits in your life, in a sense, to, like, change trajectories, whether it's people or how you spend your time or tactics you choose to use with marketing and shit. But I think it's cool yeah. that, like, your answer is less about, like, what music you enjoy and more about which people whose characteristics you can embody. Yeah, Master P inspires me. Yeah, Master P is pretty fucking inspiring. Master P inspires me. Master P inspires me. Boosie inspires me. People, <laughs> people who don't know how... People who not who know that this know that they can be something in like I say no people know they can be something at any given time. Don't be fooled by some fucking computer screen tell you about you've always be so and so age to be. You never know what age you gonna be. This shit, you heard me? 
There's no guarantee AJ won't be anything big, a big time star. So you know, you may, you may get some tunnel vision and concentrate on being the shit for yourself. Right. I know, you know. I know you can. I, I only I can do it for me. I hear what you're saying. You no, I hear you. That's what I can do it for me. I can't. You can't live for people. You gotta do it for your own. You can't. You gotta do it for your own purpose. You can't be. You know what I mean? I can, that's all I can tell people. How long can you keep helping people if it's a dead end? Showing people a person, showing people this person does photography, this person has seal time, this person does uh, all this shit pertaining to the craft, and you find yourself wasting your breath. Right. I don't like doing that, people. If I know you don't want like I want. I feel like, yeah. So, you know. You put it really bluntly. Yeah. Nah. I've seen it enough. Like, oh my. i seen enough. Hey, this guy does videos and shit. And you ain't utilizing. I've seen enough. You know, this person does videos and shit. And you're not utilizing my knowledge I've given you. Mm. Shit, motivate, yeah, more that, that motivate to leave that person where they at. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate where you're coming from. Sometimes people do not use the knowledge that you share for whatever yeah. reason. And it is an extremely frustrating experience to go through when you're like, nah, yeah. if you do this, 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 and this, the outcome can shift like that. And they're like, nah, I'm going to keep doing this. And you're like, I mean, no. I mean, in like some cases, it's goofy to me. Like, it's it's not like a lot of things, but in some cases, it's like I got like I could screenshot shit and prove some shit wrong as level of like it's so goofy to me. I like people still like want it, and I'm like, all right, okay, all right, chase that shit. And it's like, what's anyway? So you end up in these places where sometimes I find it super hard to explain the lessons I learned through fucking up for like I don't know. I've been fucking up since 2012, solidly, like nonstop, consistently making stupid choices and wasting money until I got smarter and I got less fucking up. And now I would say I'm not fucking up that much. Now I'm just like overwhelmed in good ways. But like, I think it took nine years of constant push before I really started to see any kind of like anything that I was really kind of like, oh, this is, this is, this is, this is fucking cool. I mean, there was some mini wins in the middle, but like all of those fuck ups. (laughs) And now I'm like, okay, this is why I don't know that these things should happen. But sometimes it's like people just need to kind of learn the things themselves or they like everyone just kind of wants to learn the things now i'm at a point where if i can avoid learning a thing myself i'm willing to shut the fuck up enough to take some shit seriously it still might take me six months but i'm gonna learn that motherfucker yeah, you gonna learn it you gonna yeah you gonna want to learn it if it's so-called a goal you gonna want to learn it yeah because otherwise it's like yeah. like you, you said man, to, you going you going well, it's like you say, you don't want to be doing like, yo, I don't want my life to look like this in a year. And I never want that to be true. I want every single year of my life to feel like it's evolved. Like, uh, like it should never, to, to me, I never want it to go backwards. It might, but I don't want yeah. it to. Yeah, you seen it, like I say, seen it thing, seeing shit repetitiously. The same, the same Valentine's Day. 
the same Christmas, yeah. the same New Year's Day, the same the, the same pay, talking to the same bitches. You know what I mean? You're like, damn, this circle ain't coming to an end. <laughs> but at the same time, it keeps me hungry because, I mean, yeah, yeah. I never lost that. And maybe, I don't know why other people lose it and I didn't, but, I mean, fuck it, whatever. Yo, I literally do some shit, like, I'm trying to get my health on, lose weight, get all yeah. proper and shape and shit. I'm fucking battles for days on that one, but, like, yo, I realize, you gotta, like, you gotta, I'm going to tell you something, yo. You got, if you want to lose weight, you ask yourself this one question. You gotta, you gotta think yourself why I'm eating it. Why I'm eating this shit? It's not doing me any good. You gotta say to yourself, well, I don't want I mean, more grub. You gotta understand. Yeah, I know, it, I know, I know, it, I know it's a, I know it's a bitch. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. Sometimes say, no what happens, yo, bro? It's like it's like you. I'm good for like a week and a half. I'm good for like three months, and then I'll binge like a motherfucker, and then I undo it all. And then I do it all good for like six months, and then I undo it all. And I have been the same fuck. Oh, this is a physical. I've been the same basic like up and down 10 pounds for like a year and a bit, which actually is kind of cool. So I maintained like a motherfucker. I lost 60 pounds, which I'm really proud of, and I kept off that weight. The rest of it's been a war. Because you know what I found out, though? Let's say you actually get some cardio in your life. And now all of a sudden you can do some shit like cycle across the city. You hungry. A lot. You're just a lot hungry. And then you want to work out more because you're like, well, I've been eating. So you push yourself a bit more and then you just want to fucking eat. And then what happens? 11 p.m. Bro, that's when the bad times come. I'm really good until oh, nighttime. Oh, eating. <laughs> Like, yo, you watch. I'll be, like, fucking disciplined, and then 11 p.m. comes, and I'm like, yo, where the chips at? <laughs> Give me ice cream. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But it's drugs, yeah, I right? I, I feel like a lot of this junk food yeah. shit is drugs. I'm an addict, and I'm fucking managing to go to war. I'm beating that shit. That's how I look at it. It's just what it is. Your sugar's sugar's wildly crazy when you think about it. Like, when you try to not have sugar... You just crave it. You crave it like it's some shit in your life. <laughs> yeah, sugar have you. Yeah, sugar have you getting. Any more questions? <laughs> nah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like conversations flow as they flow. Um, I'm not 100% sure where to take this. We've definitely covered a lot. And I really like the ground that we covered, man. I really appreciate it. A lot of it. You already said what you got coming next and whatnot. Everybody out there can make sure to follow Mr. O. Links will be yeah. in the description of everything. And I'm putting it in the chat right now so it appears on the fucking screens and whatnot. So it's really important to do that. Show some love. Um, I appreciate having the conversation with you because I feel like even if nothing else, I felt the fuck. I felt what you were saying in my soul and it motivated me on some motivation yeah. shit. So that's really cool yeah. for me on like a selfish tip. <clears throat> so I hope other people feel the same way with that. Do you have anything that you would like to say to all the peoples out there before we part ways? Oh, I, I got something to say to people out there. Get it. Well, is this deal. I don't know what you believe in and whatever, but know this. The Bible does tell us all. I can do all things. Be Christ. 
which drink of me. You can be, you can be, you can be astronomical too. Don't believe you're supposed to work a job forever and ever and it goes nowhere. Don't believe you're supposed to be lonely all the days of your life. Don't believe you're supposed to be except you're supposed to be you're supposed to be poor. If he say he's the resurrection in life, you can be you can come up mm. to. We got a question right, from the it. chat. If you want to answer that, did you watch the verses last night? Well, Big Daddy Kane and KS1? Yeah. I saw a little bit of it, a little bit, a little bit. I, I, when it comes to verses, yo, <clears throat> I got to sit down. I got to have no, I got to sit down and watch it. You know what I mean? I, I got to sit down and have no distractions. If mm-hmm. I'm watching so I'm going to watch it though. Who went up, Kane? <laughs> I mean, if you ask me, yeah. It was like clean. It was like, yeah. I watched it because of Facebook. To be honest, I was like, I watched the conversation online, and beforehand, everybody said one thing, and then after a lot of people switched teams, I was like, oh, say a word. Now I'm fucking curious, and I had it on, and I'm like, no, I get it. It had a lot to do with the performance, not the songs. Like it's no longer about the songs, right? It's just how dope is the show. It's a showmanship game now, and it's like, yeah, I feel like you took it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch it probably like Saturday or Sunday. Might have, I'm gonna watch it though, Saturday or Sunday. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to stay motivated, get this, get this series knocked out. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yo, honestly, Mister right. O, I loved your closing words. I appreciate you for for taking that last question, Stills. And I look forward to seeing when your next tapes drops. I hope we keep in touch and whatnot. Um, on that note, thank you all for watching this. Because all of you watching, I stuck through a few of you that did. Y'all are fucking troopers, and I appreciate you. And all the people in the future that watch it, make sure to like, comment, subscribe. Check out Mr. O. All that good stuff is super important shits. And on that note, everyone, live long and prosper. <laughs> Peace. Thank you.